stairs. I met a man who wasn't there. Who wasn't there again today. I wish I wish he'd go away. It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Is this thing on? Working? I've forgotten how to use it. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Mans. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're on. You can hear us right. Producer Nathan Miller. Of course, we this guy we just call Nathan Detroit. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Detroit. Yes, if Nathan Detroit. A- if there's ever another song about a Nathan, we'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's start some looking out there hurry. somewhere. Pretty popular last name uh, among my j- last name. Whoa. Apparently, I've been gone a little bit and forgot how to speak, too. But a popular name in my generation growing up. A lot of Nathans, Nates, Nathaniels, except I don't do that one. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's true. Generationally, I- I've met a few. That's right. Well, we haven't been on live for a few weeks, and we are very happy to be back. And we are also extremely grateful that last Saturday our show was hosted by the wonderful, beautiful, talented, very smart Lauren Archer. And you forgot Vivacious. Vivacious, who had a wonderful guest and did a magnificent job. As always. I mean, the people we have filling in for us. Right. They're magnificent. And Lauren Archer, she's right up there at the top. She just has a way about it. And what a voice for radio. Yes. Yes. So thank you. Thank you, Lauren. It was a great show. We listened to it and we were very pleased with the job that she had done. So we will be calling on her again when we need to. In the meantime, anything else about Tall Guy that you want to say? Tall Guy Nathan, what I have to keep up with his recreational sports schedule because he <laughs> is the athlete in the bunch here. So it, I used to ask you every time we do a Friday afternoon show, American Road Trip Talk. Nathan's the producer for that there. And I ask him, so are you going to shoot some pool? And uh, I guess his schedule has changed up a little bit, but he still stays active. That's right. I have uh, taken a little bit of a hiatus from pool, a half hiatus, I must say, because I play in two nights a week for pool and one of them's on Friday, but playing softball, uh, we used to be playing on Tuesdays, but for the fall ball league, it's been moved over to Fridays. So got to take a little break from the Friday pool and play some softball. Good for you. I think that's fantastic. I'm glad you had a great time visiting your family in Cincinnati. You. Yeah, well. that happened too. It's like a little short, uh, sweet and to the point type trip. I had a great time visiting my family, but going to the Mariners game was a definite heartbreaker because that was the game when the Reds came back from like six to two in the seventh inning and uh, beat the Mariners in a walk off in the ninth. Ooh, big drama there. Yes. Oh, and speaking <laughs> of big drama, there I just heard the traffic report that you did, Nathan. Mm-hmm. If Coal Creek Parkway is your detour this weekend or for any time in the foreseeable future, on behalf of Suzanne Mitchell and myself, you have our deepest deepest sympathy and compassion <laughs> cold creek parkway on a good day can be a hassle i have traveled those roads many many times and what are you going to do you can't stop maintenance and you can't stop progress right and it's going to be in 
like you're probably familiar with back in the I-5 Tacoma when they kept closing down I-5 and shutting down lanes. It's going to be like that for quite some time on 405 as they, uh, especially with weekends and overnights, closing down lanes and between Bellevue and Renton is going to be a pretty big nightmare if you travel at the wrong times. Well, stay safe out there on the roads, everybody. And uh, the best to all concerned, we've got ourselves quite a show here today, Suzanne. We've been looking forward to talking to this gentleman for a while. We finally snared him. We did. Jeffrey Marks is a professional psychic and evidential spiritual medium, paranormal researcher, student of psychical research, and award-winning author. His books include Your Magical Soul and The Afterlife Interviews, Volumes 1 and Volumes 2. His website is spiritualexploration.com, and he has a lot going on these days. And I asked him to hold off until the break, and he's going to have, you're going to want a pen and paper handy because he's got a lot of interesting things happening, and you're going to want to get up and close and personal with Jeffrey A. Marks. Welcome once again to Manson Mitchell. Jeffrey, good to see you today. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, we get to see you on Zoom. Jeffrey, delighted to talk to you again. You know, I'm sure we have discussed this probably early on among your, how many, what is it, like 13th? This is his 14th appearance times. Gosh. In in 10 years. In 10 years. Yeah. But I would like to go back, as I like to say, back to the way back when, because there are some to whom, believe it or not, you are new, and others will want to hear the story again, like me. And so let me ask you by way of a soft opening to our interview here, Jeffrey. When was that moment, if indeed you can identify it, when you knew, and you know what I mean when I say there's some things you know, and you know that you know, was there a moment for you when you just knew that the continuity of life is real and not a mirage, not a delusion, but actually a fact of soul life among human beings? Uh, I'd have to say now, it happened when I was probably about three years old, and that's because uh, at the time my family lived in a very negative haunted house. And so uh, there were events and experiences there that affected all of us. It was not just me. I was not singled out or anything like that. It affected all of us. And we were only, we only lived in the house for like eight months, but it colored our life the, the, the entire way. I mean, we knew just from those experiences that there was something greater, there was something else here. And at three years old, you know, you really, I don't know how else to put it, but we moved on average about every three years. And the fear from that experience, whenever we moved into a new house, I would go in there and, and inadvertently, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but I would go in there and I would open up without realizing that's what I was doing, because I, my my consciousness was like, is there anything here like that house that's going to jump out at me and scare the bejesus out of me? And so as you grow older, um, my curiosity kind of won out over my fear. And that's when I started, you know, really looking into the nature of the paranormal, the nature of spirit, which ultimately led for me into the nature of consciousness in and of itself. You know, how does this apply to me? How does this apply to all of us in the rest of the world? And what can I what can I learn about this? And so this this is the path I've 
I've been on and I will never, ever leave it because it's just too darn fascinating for me. <laughs> you, you know, fascinating is the perfect word for it. I'm going to tell you a story and we're going to go from three years old to 101 and a half years old. Wow. My girlfriend's mother is 101 and a half. She lives with a 24-hour caregiver, and she is visited five days a week by a nurse, and she is doing quite well. This week, well, actually, for some time now, the mother has been seeing spirit people. And so my girlfriend and I have been discussing how she has one foot in two different worlds. She's been talking to people all night long. She's been seeing people. She's been pointing out people. Do you see that little boy there? Do you see that man over there? And of course, my girlfriend does not see any of the things that her mother sees. And then there is that that possibility that, oh, well, you know, she is hallucinating and she's old and, you know, all that kind of stuff. A lot of excuses. This week, something happened for which there was no excuse. (laughs) She was there with her nurse and with her 24-hour caregiver, and they were all together. When the nurse sees a bathroom door closing on its own and looks at the caregiver, and the caregiver sees the door closing, these are two people who are not 101 and a half years old. (laughs) They are younger caregivers and they have been completely freaked out because my girlfriend's mother saying, well, of course, it's all the people who are living here with us. What do you make of all of that? And have you heard similar instances like that? Oh, yes. Uh, What I make of it is, is it's just a demonstration that those in spirit like all the rest of us, maintain their intelligence. And spirit isn't telling me they're people, it's mind. And so what now what has happened in this case is that those in spirit uh, had developed enough awareness or had learned the process on how they can input their presence into our dense materialistic reality enough to move that door. You know, to let the other people know, oh, yeah, we are here. Um, because a lot of people, I don't know, maybe not a lot of people, but there's this idea that Hollywood has put into our mind that spirit is kind of one dimensional and, and it's really just there to scare you and all this. No, they're people. They're just people that are vibrating at a different frequency than you and I, because our physical rods and cones and stuff in our eyes that allow us perceive, to perceive only see a certain range. Um, but even you, you yourself, inside you're not even inside your body. Your body is unfolding from your energy on these frequencies. You, as consciousness, are invisible. Even now. Your body is just simply materializing at a certain rate that the physical apparatus in the brain can make visual for other people to see. So... Well. You know, talking talking about not being singled out, I mean, everybody was thinking that this sweet lady of 101 years old was being singled out. And then as it turns out, these other two younger caregivers got to participate 
in her quote unquote hallucination. <laughs> yes. Now it has this stuff happened to me. Yes. I actually had it happen in a reading a couple of months ago. Um, I was talking with this lady and her husband was coming through and, and it was, it was hot in my room here. And so I had this fan going and he was in here chatting with me and he was talking about a fan for her. Um, and, and how he was messing with electronics. And she was like, oh, yes, he would he would go into the kitchen and he would turn off the overhead light. Within a minute of her saying that, he turned my fan off in the course of the reading. Wow. And, and, and I will actually be posting that little clip of it because I do all my readings on Zoom and I video record them. Oh. Um, and th- that's actually one that I'm going to be clipping out here in the next week or so and putting on my social media because it is such a, a an incredible bit of, of evidence to show uh, not only survival, but intelligence and the, the, the desire to interact and let us know we do go on. We do go on and that oh. we have the ability to in, in some way to try to get that message across. And it seems to me that the more manipulable an object is, the easier it is to get that message across or to, to make a statement, to make one's presence known. We had an oven here. I know I'm not going to go through the whole story. I've told it at least 20 times there, but when we had the old oven, there, there was the, the clock. You could yeah. operate it, you know, turn it on, turn it off. We never used it. Never, never, never used it. Not one time, but it kept turning itself on at very strange times. And I started to ask questions, you know, and finally uh, we got a brand new oven. It's all digital. Nothing like that has happened since. Nothing that would strike anyone as eerie in any way. Nothing like yeah. what happened to our 101-year-old friend and the observers. And I just think, well, if you're on the other side and if you're trying to get through to somebody, you have to get their attention somehow. So you're going to try to take the path of least resistance. Well, I think you're also going to try to take the path that you know will at least get the other person curious enough to go possibly. Because I, me personally, I would think turning off a fan or closing a door may not necessarily be easy, but it would be enough of a of an effort to have somebody in our reality here go hmm and and at least maybe open the possibility of the acceptance of survival because you know we come from that whole western scientific perspective seeing is believing um and so they're trying to address some of those limitations that we put in front of ourselves that block us from being able to see the nature of reality we have ideas and beliefs about reality, but that don't necessarily uh, correspond to the real nature of reality. Gary and I have been watching the uh, half-hour comedy called Ghosts. I don't know if you've seen that I or not. Seen it. Um, on that show, there is a man who they all have like one thing that they can do, one talent they can do. And they're, one of the ghosts is named Trevor, and he can press the keys on a keyboard if he tries really, really, really hard and focuses. So he's sending emails yeah. and, and doing things on the keyboard. And so it reminds me what you're saying as far as opening a door or turning on a buzzer or turning lights on and off or computers. I mean, when I was with the Ghost Society and we, we brought in the voice recorders, um, there were a few occasions where we actually caught the voice of the spirit on the recorder 
Um, in one case, one of them was um, the spirit was able to somehow move a computer out of sleep mode. Uh, and we tested him three times. We'd move it into the sleep mode and we would ask the spirit, can you turn this back on? And he did. Well, the third time he actually left his voice on the recorder, um, he turned it on and I say, okay, he did it. And in the recording, you hear this voice come over and he goes, nothing to it. And then in another, <laughs> in another instance, um, we had tennis balls that we were using that we had put grids on. And we had stuck it in the bathroom floor because one of the one of the incidents that the client had was that the spirit was able to somehow manage to flush the toilet. I mean, imagine that. <laughs> um, but she, a few a few, few months before we showed up, she said to stop doing that, and they have. But we're going to test the spirit, right? So we put this tennis ball on the floor, and we're like, okay, if there's anybody here, can you please push this? Well, when we listened back to the recording. Pushing a tennis ball must have been di very different than flushing a toilet because the spirit communicator comes through on the recording and you can hear him say, have you lost your mind? <laughs> he was not going to push that tennis ball, made it sound like it was something he just simply would not be able to do or he refused to do. <laughs> if you're bothered by something that is going on in your home that you've, you've checked out every possible way and it just isn't electrical or plumbing or or anything else you can identify do you think that is a good idea and does it really work to say if there is somebody here who keeps moving this item would you please stop doing that have, have you had the success where you can actually talk to spirits and they will fulfill your request Yes, because sometimes those in spirit, well, there's, you know, there's so many different variables. The thing is, is you have free will um, and you and this is your life here. And sometimes those that are messing around in your house don't realize that or they just haven't come to realize that. And so some of them you can easily say, OK, look, this is my space. This is my area. Can you please move on? And, and in some cases, you can call upon your own guides or your own people who've passed parents, grandparents, or whatever, and ask them to assist the other. Because most of the time, a spirit that's hanging out that is not connected to you does have reasons for doing so. Um, but usually, they sometimes just don't understand. And sometimes those that are already over there that are connected to you can convince them going, this is not really what you want to be doing. This is not where you really belong, yada, yada, yada. So you can do that. Now, spirits being like any other person, though, can be stubborn um and so you you i would certainly try that first you know make the request either for yourself or ask some of your people to help um, but if they do continue to stick around then you need to get into now this is where i'm going to differ from most other people on this subject is um if you're a medium like myself, or you don't even need to be a medium, you can get a recorder or you can even use a dousing rod for communication. But again, keep in mind when you're dealing with spirits, you're dealing with people. And we all work from a psychological framework where we are a psychological structure. And if you can understand through the process of communication, your spirit communicators, psychological structure, in other words, why are they hanging out? You can begin a dialogue and begin to work within their belief system to convince them why it would be better to, for them to move on rather than to stay. 
if that makes sense. I think if it were addressed in a compassionate manner, you might succeed with that. Yes. One thing, this has been a bugaboo of mine for years and years. I do not believe in the pure, unadulterated rudeness of provoking spirits. No. You get them mad, you get them worked up, you know, and then they'll show up. Makes for great TV. Now, they might not say that on camera, but behind the scenes, they think that way. you got to provoke them. No, you don't got to provoke them. That's just rude to another another consciousness who has, in the flesh at one time, participated in conscious life, just like the rest of us. Yeah, and that was actually one of the things that when I was with the Ghost Society, we absolutely abhorred. It was like, you don't go in, you do not provoke, because you're dealing with people. You know, and let's face it, if you are being, if, if Gary, if somebody were to come in and do that to you and try to provoke you, how willing are you going to be able to, uh, or, or want to really interact with them to, and to help raise their awareness of consciousness and spirituality? No, because at that point, it's an us versus them sort of thing, or, or you know, it, it doesn't engender a cooperative environment whatsoever. I totally agree. It's very well said. When um, Jeffrey mentioned spirits helping spirits, you know what popped into my mind? The spirits that helped my dad the first time he came through in a reading. Yes. Why don't you tell that story? Your dad, your story. (laughs) Your family too. Okay. Well, being an old Catholic, when uh, Suzanne's dad crossed over, he wanted to get through to his daughter, of course, but he didn't know how to do it. And as the medium explained it from the platform at a church that we were attending at the time, my mother, who passed away in 2008, a few years before Suzanne's father passed, and her sister, who had died some years earlier, essentially escorted Suzanne's dad, Ray Sr., and brought him to the fore so that the medium could transmit a message. And one of the things he said was, my transition my death came a lot faster than I thought it would. It wasn't quite prepared for the speed of the transition. And uh, my mom's first name was Mary and her sister was Ruth. I didn't say anything about that. That's that's one of the key elements. I didn't say a word about any of that. But my Aunt Ruth, I would have no reason to bring her up in particular, never did. The medium, who happened to be the senior minister at the time of the church as well, said, it's your mom, Gary, and her sister. And did she have a sister? I said, yes, she had one sister. He said, okay, because I'm seeing the name over her head, Ruth. I said, well, her sister's name was Ruth. Now, that's nothing I'd ever mentioned to anybody in that community. And so for that to happen, and then Suzanne's dad comes through and talks about, wow, you know, that was quick. He didn't anticipate dying as quickly as he did, created a context that was just spot on. And I like to say, send the skeptics my way, because looking at it from the purely logical perspective, I can't find a way to explain away that event. Yeah, absolutely. So and then there was a reading I did several years ago where this uh, my sitter, it was her brother that was trying to come through. Uh, but none of the things that he was saying was clicking. And finally, the grandmother in spirit comes forward who had come through early in the reading and did this bang up job, just wonderful detail and evidence, easy to communicate. But she says, OK, he's not able to do it. So I'm going to be the intermediary. 
Um, and then as soon as she started speaking for him, everything clicked. Mm. So, uh, you know, I think mediumship, like anything else, um, it's, it's some spirits know how to do it and others don't, you know, and, and it, it, sometimes it does require an intermediary because it's all about, you know, that nature of the energy and figuring out how to blend and how to work it and everything. And I, I got to say, I, I, I personally don't think it can be easy. <laughs> on right. <there>. And and, <laughs> and what the medium said was that Gary's mom was showing my dad, this is how yes. you do it. And so when you were talking about spirits helping spirits, that to me is just fascinating. And we've had that experience of one helping another. Let me show you how this works. And uh, and to have that interaction and to be able to come through was was really exciting. And, yeah, and the fact that that goes on in another realm is exciting I, to think about it, as well. It's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. I know there have been times where a spirit communicator is coming through and there's somebody hanging off to the side because you, you can either feel them hanging there or maybe you can catch them in your mind's eye. But, you know, they're just watching because they're trying to figure out how is this person really communicating through the medium? Um, and then eventually that communicator that you're working with steps away and the other one steps in and and tries to do their thing. And what's interesting is you can tell they've never done it before because a good spirit communicator, the information is kind of like, you know, it's little hills and valleys there, but it's kind of consistent. Whereas a spirit communicator who's never really done it before, you'll get like a dot and then a, and then a valley. And it kind of like, it's, it's, it's very, uh, up and down, up and down, and not even, yeah, uneven, yeah. yeah, yeah, very interesting, Jeffrey. I'm going to go out on a skinny branch, and I apologize if this seems like I'm putting you on the spot because I guess I am. I don't there, think but, so. Okay, <laughs> if, if, you, if the spirits are willing, Jeffrey, you're a magnificent medium, and if you would be so kind as to take a few phone calls, maybe some fortunate callers will. Dial one of two numbers that Suzanne is about to provide, and perhaps you can put them in touch with someone important to their life, someone who is now on the other side of life. And that would be a great service to our listeners. And you're nodding, so I thank you kindly, and I'm sure our listeners will be delighted for the opportunity to dial one of two numbers. And here is Suzanne with them right now. From anywhere, you can call area code 425 373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. If you're in Western Washington, additionally, there's a toll-free number at 1-888-298-5569. Jeffrey Marks is our honored guest of the hour. We are Manson Mitchell. Glad you tuned in. Give us a call and we will be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. 
Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Joe Rabolo for another round of metaphysical Q&A with an emphasis on the essential question, who do you choose to follow? On Saturday, Reverend Bonnie Barnard shares fascinating stories of successful women who made great contributions to humanity and the process for awakening your inner genius. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Jeffrey Marks, who we've known actually for over 10 years now. Yep. I do want to say we're down a famous Floridian. God bless him. Yeah. He can come through anytime. Yeah. Straight straight out of Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett. Right. Great. Right. We have a couple people waiting on the phone and we have probably a couple of empty lines. So I'm going to give out the uh, number one more time. It's area code 425 three seven three five five two seven nathan will put you in queue if you give us a call but before we get to our callers jeffrey i wanted to um this is our our marketing portion and i noted that you have quite a bit going on it was one of the reasons i i ended up being attracted to your website and and what was happening i thought boy he's got a lot happening and so I wanted you to talk about your appearances and classes and website and anything else that you would like to put out there for our listeners. Okay. Well, um, tomorrow at uh, uh, 11 a.m. in Snohomish at the Wild Nature Retreat Center, I am doing a public demonstration of, of just bringing through messages for the audience. Uh, there's only four seats left. So if, it, if you're in the area up here in Snohomish, Everett, Monroe, that whole area, just go to my website, www.spiritualexploration.com and look for the messages from Spirit for tomorrow. Um, and you can get uh, uh, the remaining tickets there. Then on uh, Sunday, the 24th at 6 p.m., I'm doing an online presentation on answering the question, why do we incarnate? You know, what is this whole process about? Why do we have this journey? And what does it mean within the context of eternity? Because we are eternal beings. Uh, so why do we go through this process of a linear experience? And what does it mean for that greater sense of the eternal nature of us? So that is on the 24th. Uh, and then in October on uh, the 7th, uh, I am teaching a one-day class at uh, Vision Quest in Everett. On, uh, it's a one-day fun workshop on just 
helping people uh, unlock and identify their psychic and mediumship abilities. You know, you don't ever, it's it's one of those kind of like beginner type classes. If you, if you have had some experiences, want to open up more or understand more about what that process is, um, I'll be teaching a class on uh, the seventh thing. It's an all day from 10 to five. Uh, and then as always, I'm available for one-on-one -on -one sessions through Zoom. And if you are in the Puget Sound area, uh, I am willing to travel for home groups if people are interested. I knew there was a lot for you to tell. And the website once more is? www.spiritualexploration.com. Spiritualexploration.com. Thank you very much. Do you need a minute to catch your breath or should we just dive into the deep end of the pool here, Jeffrey? <laughs> let's let's just dive in. I, I prefer to work that way. All right. <laughs> Our first caller is Marie from Seattle. Marie, say hello to Jeffrey Marks. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Marie. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. So um, we're looking to see if there's somebody in spirit that might be here for you. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. All right. Now, I will just pro I will just do my process that I normally do it. That is, I cannot guarantee a connection. I cannot guarantee who you're going to hear. You want to who you you are going to hear from who you want to hear from. But as I'm working with you, really, all I need to hear is yes or no. Um, I might ask for clarification on something, but the less you tell me, the better. Um, that's how this works. So, uh, Marie, right off the bat, I have a female that's trying to link in here with me. And as she's blending in here, I feel like I need to be on mom's side of the family. But she's making me feel like the, um, the nature of her, well, I'd have to say the last three or four years of her journey, um, was very complicated in terms of the medical things that she was experiencing because she's taking, she's drawing me like it was up and down, up and down. And she is saying that there were complications and things that were getting in the way. Um, and, and I am dealing with a woman here that is, is bringing this through. Um, first of all, is your mom still with us? No, no. Okay. Would you understand any of this connecting with your mother? Uh, yes. And you would understand. Okay, thank you. And she's making me feel like, too, that while she was here, that, that towards it, she really did her best to, to work and manage with the conditions. You understand that? Yes. She was a trooper. Yes. She was an absolute trooper. Um, and she's also letting me know, too, in addition to you, I need to acknowledge at least two or three other people. So are they like brothers and sisters for uh, you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. And that she would oftentimes sort of in her own way, sort of tell you what she needed. Yes. You know, not to say that she was a bully or anything like that, but you knew she wanted you to know what was needed and what was necessary. Yes. And actually, I got I to gotta tell you, she does apologize. So you would understand if I were to say that there were times where she could be a little bit over the top. <laughs> yeah. Because um, she does come through and to say, please accept my apologies if I got a little too pushy. Now, um, she's also talking to about, um, I feel like she's also mentioning father, father. I hear her in my mind saying father, father. Father is over there with her. Is that correct? Yes. Because she's she's bringing him forward too. Now you would understand if I were to say when it comes to father though, when he was here, he either didn't like to talk about what he was experiencing, or he just kind of kept it all to himself. Yeah, yeah. 
because he's coming through with this real sense of, I didn't really just, although he also kind of tells me too, that was kind of just the way he was through his whole life though. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Not to say he was a wallflower or anything, but he just, he just did not like to either express himself in such a way that put himself out there, but um, he just sort of liked to keep it in, you understand? Yes. Yes. However, he does say, um, well, both mom and dad do say, uh, about how proud they are of you and the other children that, that are here, the other kids that are around as well. And um, and Dan in particular is, is sending this huge, heartfelt, big pool of love. And as he's doing this, he's making me feel like you would understand if I were to say that that there were. Did you not get to see your dad there towards the end? Uh, yeah, he was in a nursing home. Yeah, yeah. because he. So we didn't get to be there while he was in that going through his transition. Right. Yeah. Because he's making me feel like I need to send you all my love because I know that you weren't there, and that that that. It was like missed opportunity and not good closure. Not good closure. And so know that he is well, that he is fine, and that he sends his absolute most heartfelt love and wishes to you and everybody else. Mom as well. And so um, I also need to acknowledge, too, you would understand a birthday anniversary that seems to be very, very close to a holiday or some other significant date. Um, Let's see. Yeah, my dad was pretty close to Christmas. Okay. Yes. They're just making me aware that how close. I'm going to have to ask Um, this. Maybe... 11 days? Yes, that would be fine. Yeah. Um, he's, it, it, there's just, they're just making me aware that there is a significant celebratory date, like a birthday anniversary, also close to a, 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 a important date on the calendar. So um, please know that both your parents are well, they are fine, that they do watch you and they are with you and they do send you their, their greatest love and best wishes. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're Thanks welcome. for calling, Marie. Thank appreciate you. that. Bye-bye. I always appreciate people to get on here because it's not easy. You know, we no. do this all the time. <laughs> right. When someone calls in, they're putting themselves out there. Much it appreciated, does, it does Marie. Take some courage. Our our next caller is Sean. He's a regular caller from Seattle. Sean, say hello to Jeffrey Marks. Hello, Jeffrey. Hi, Sean. How are you? Doing well, thank you. You're welcome. Um huh. All right. Um, I don't know what this is, Sean, but first thing I need to talk about is like work or career. Is this something that you've been uh, really struggling with here, dealing with lately? Yes, exactly. Right. Because the first thing right out the gate is they mention about the work or career. I'd be correct in saying that you feel like you sort of you are in a bit of a, um, oh, I don't know, like a washing machine. It's just like you're on tumble. Yes, that would be a good way of describing it. Yes. Yeah, that's how they're doing it. Um, I've got a gentleman that's coming through that's talking about this. Uh, and I'd be correct in saying you were very close to a grandfather. Is that right? Uh, I knew, gosh, um, I knew my paternal grandfather. And um, Yeah, I was going to say, this is on dad's side of the family. Don't tell me anything more. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got, I've got a, um, a 
grandfather here on father's side of the family coming through and he's the one that's talking about seeing all this stuff uh with the job and the tumble and and everything like this now you would also understand too when grandfather talks about either the gap or the distance in the family or is, or is it true that there's kind of like i don't know if they're in another state or we just don't talk to them a whole lot but you would understand the gap or the distance in the family yes Yes. Now, uh, and your grandfather's making me feel like, too, that that has actually been there for quite a long time. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Now, um, is it true that um, you're also separated or there's, like, disconnection with your dad? Yes. Um, I don't know if dad's here, if dad's passed. You don't need to tell me that. But your grandfather is acknowledging that those details of the nature of the dynamics of the relationship. Now, when it comes to the work thing, though, um, your grandfather's talking about how this has actually been going on for quite a while as well. This is not something new. It's something that you've struggled. Well, actually, he's saying it's been a pattern. Have you noticed this in like all of your work? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so you, what your grandfather's doing is, first of all, he is commending you for the amount of, of um, effort and management that you have to do on a daily basis to actually go and do some of this work. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Um, because he's, he's saying, you know, you, it's, it's not simply just a physical drain. It is an emotional brain drain for you. Yeah. Um, and he says, just keep with it. It will get better. I can't say it's going to get easier. He's not telling me that, but he is saying it will get better. Now, is it also, he's also telling you, for, by golly, um, to drink more water. Do you understand that? Are you, is this like a decision that you've chosen to do or that you've thought about you need to be putting more liquid in? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, well, he's, he's back here going, absolutely do that. You need it. You need it. Now, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a, of a edge here. Um, and I, and I mean this with, with the greatest respect, do we occasionally like our alcoholic beverage? Yes. Because he's saying, ah, if you can, go more towards the water and not that. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but now, um, you are in connection with your mother, though. Is that right? Yes. Because um, he is saying that... Uh, um, Good on you for the connection to your mother. So you would understand when he is making me feel like in some way you are either assisting your mother or you're helping her through something. Yes. Um, Because he's really thankful and grateful that you are extending yourself um, and putting yourself out there to help your mother with whatever it is. He's making me feel like it's not like a big, huge thing, but whatever it is that you do absolutely matters. And it's significant. So know that that what it is that you're doing for your mother is seen, it's acknowledged, and it it is so well appreciated. So um, do go with, he's making me like, do go with some of the water and do some more work, not work, um, do some things that force you to get out of your brain. Find something to distract yourself with. Uh, because it's apparently from what your grandfather's telling me, you like to ruminate. Yeah. Um, and he's like, if you can just change your state, you, you'll get better. It'll, it'll allow things to process through easier, but you got to find some things to distract yourself. 
Um, going outside, doing outside work is not it. I don't think that's for you he, from what he's telling me. Being out in nature would not do it. But watching funny movies or something that's going to make things more lighthearted to break that state, that's what's what's going to help you out, according to your grandfather over here. Does that, does that make sense to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Perfect. Um, know that, that you're loved, that you're watched, and that all your efforts and stresses are acknowledged, and you're not going through this alone. So I will leave you with his love. Good. Good. All right. Thank, Thank you. you for calling, Sean. Thank you, Thank you Sean. Appreciate Thank you. it. You know, you like- it's interesting, uh, Jeffrey. I, I have said several times, in fact, just this past week, that um, by way of encouragement, saying you have, you're not alone. You have people on this side. You have people on the other side who are rooting for you, who yes. are, are wanting you to succeed. And and so sometimes we feel like our our trials and our tribulations are are kind of overwhelming and single handed, but but there's not. There's a whole army of folks behind us that yeah. are wishing us well. But it's tough because when when we are struggling with something, we get tunnel vision on it. You know, in in a, in in the world we like. Problems are something that need to be fixed. And so what do we do? We focus on the problem. And right. when we when we drill down in that focus, we forget that there's this whole other world out here. You know, even, e- even just the regular world, even with physical friends and people that can help us, we often forget right. them too. Yes. Because we yes. are just so focused on trying to solve the problem. And we know that ain't going to do it. You know, I think it was Einstein who said you can't solve a problem from the same state that it was created in. And you can't. And just knowing that there is a solution, that there is an end, any problem that we have ever had in our lives has had a beginning, a middle, and an end. So right now we might be at the beginning or the middle, but think of of all the problems that have come and gone and gone and gone and gone over the years and you know nothing is uh, the the problems seem eternal when they're with us but they do yes. eventually pass and and yeah. i think just knowing that um that the problem will come to an end you can kind of open yourself up to what the solutions could be whether they are people on this side or maybe people on the other side but they're well, the all rooting thing, for us the other thing we got to realize too is that problems are not nouns. Our language has really screwed us up. Um, Really, what is life? It is an experience. It is a verb. And so when it comes to our problems, we usually look at a problem as a thing. No, a problem is an experience. It's a verb. It's something that we feel and go through that that we don't like, that we makes us feel bad. So it's actually a verb. The solution is not to be focusing on the thing as a noun, because that's just going to continue giving us that verb type of experience. Since life is experience, since it is a verb, we need to start looking at it from that perspective and go, okay, what would this actually feel like in terms of an experience if it were to be solved? And then move yeah. in that direction. I like that. I like that. What would it feel like if it were solved? Because that's all we're doing. Like that's that. all life is. It is one unbroken right. verb of experience. We break it up for for convenience of conversation. Sure. It is, but it is one continuous 
action going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We have a caller waiting, Jackie from Arizona. In fact, if it's our our regular caller, it's from Surprise, Arizona. Is that you, Jackie, from Surprise? Yes, it is. Thank you. (laughs) Say hello to Jeffrey Marks, and we'll see what's up for you. Hi there. So so seriously, the the town itself is called Surprise? It sure is. It's a a surprise. (laughs) So it worked. (laughs) <laughs> it actually worked. Wow. I, 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 I never knew um, that there was a place called Surprise. Uh, well, thank you, Jackie, for calling in. Let me see what, what we've got here. Um, right off the back, uh, right off the back, you see there, I'm, I'm already messing myself up. Jackie, would I be correct in saying that um, either you or somebody on the other side here, I think it's more with you based on how they're making me feel. Have you been dealing with some upper back issues lately? Yes. It's the first thing they do is why they take me to the upper back. Um, I also want to talk to mother is in spirit for you. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Very. If this is your mother, let's see if it is. Um, but I got this lady coming through who's coming through on this mother type of vibration form. Very nice. Very lovely lady. Um, there's this warmth that she comes in with. She is like wanting to massage your back so she knows about whatever these muscle things are whatever these muscle issues um, are that you are experiencing when it comes to your mother though um, if this is your mom you'd be able to recall that towards the end there though she it was like she lost her ability to talk or she just became very quiet yes yes and it's and now she makes me feel like she was this way for weeks though this was not simply a few days or anything like that she's talking weeks you'd be able to understand that yes 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 now but you, and, and, like i say she's a very sweet lady though um uh, do you understand that that she was this very very loving gentle woman no <laughs> okay that's fine no. you, you you can argue with me on that but I got to tell you, this is the way she. This is the way she comes through to me. Um, and she now, you would understand if I were to say that in a she really sort of just acquiesced or gave up to passing. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was like she's making me feel like she didn't fight it. She didn't. And here's where I'm going to argue with you about the the gentleness and the, everything like that because she makes me feel. She, did she? No, I'm not even going to do this as a question. She's very grateful for everything that everyone did for her towards the end there. And you would understand if I were to say that um, she may not have been able to verbally express it, but you knew she was appreciative. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Um, I would hope to say yes. Not yeah. sure about that. Yeah. Well, she. This is how she's bringing it through to me that yes, yeah, she was very appreciative for it, very appreciative for it, um, and that she also makes me feel like. Okay, hold on. Are you the one that's also been having issues with the toes or the balls of the feet? No. Okay. Do you remember her having some of those problems? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, so this is just her way of coming through with those memories then and letting you know, yeah, I, I am here and I, and I am this loving, sweet woman, even if you, if, if I didn't, even if, even if she did not appear that way to you, she is coming through to affirm that her heart is in the right place. 
Oh, and that she is extending that love back. And hopefully through this process, uh, be able to let you know that she does care, that she does love. And if, if it did not appear that way while she was alive, know that she is apologizing for it. Oh, wow. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. To bring through the other details and everything, the balls on the feet, the knowledge of this stuff going on with your back and everything else. Yes, she comes through with love and with warmth and with sweetness. May not have been well that way while she was here, but it is the way she is now. And absolutely sends her warmest and best wishes your way. Well, I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I will leave you with those best wishes. Thank you so much. I appreciate and, it. Thank you. And thank you well, for calling, Jackie. We always appreciate when you call in as one of our, our regular callers to our show. So have a good weekend and, and thank you very much. I, no, thank I think you. I think uh Jeffrey, people got a sense of how it is that you work based on the callers that you yeah. had today. And so I want to make sure that I give out your uh, website once more, spiritualexploration.com. If yes. anybody would like to make a one-on-one appointment, you do Zoom, so you can do it from anywhere. Do it from, you can call me from anywhere. I've, from I've any, done, I, I, I actually do regularly East Coast people as well, and I have some people. Um, I've done groups as far away as Sicily. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, yes, that you could be a group. You could be an individual. And there are plenty of things going on in the Seattle area that you're involved with, including uh, doing some classes. Yes. So, and in November, yeah. um, I will be doing a demonstration in Snoqualmie. And mm-hmm. um, I will also be at a metaphysical fair in Linwood after Thanksgiving. So this is very important for people to know because it's tough around the holidays. To yeah, know yeah. That loved ones yeah. have not gone, that they are still right. there, that those bonds still exist. And from what I understand, they are celebrated. There's a correspondence there between the dimensions. Yes, absolutely. Passover, Easter, they do a big business there too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Jeffrey A. Marks, author of the Afterlife Interviews and Your Magical Soul. Thank you so much for time number 14 with us today. We really appreciate your your coming and we look forward to number 15. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's always a Uh pleasure. Great. Likewise. Thank you, Jeffrey. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. We'll be back next Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here on AM 1150, your home for metaphysical talk in Seattle. Here's what's coming up next week on Manson Mitchell. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Joe Rabolo for another round of metaphysical Q&A with an emphasis on the essential question, who do you choose to follow? On Saturday, Reverend Bonnie Barnard shares fascinating stories of successful women who made great contributions to humanity and the process for awakening your inner genius. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150.